Has your pickleball game hit a wall? Do you want to get better? Do you want to be a better player? But you find that your game has just kind of stalled? Well, I'm Mark Renison, and today on Pickleball Problems, we're going to talk about five reasons that your pickleball game might be stuck. Welcome to Pickleball Problems. I'm Mark Renison. Today we are talking about how you can get better at pickleball or five reasons that your game might be stuck. Let's get right to it. And reason number one your pickleball game might be stuck is that you are playing with the same people all the time. Now, while it's great to play pickleball with friends, the familiarity that comes with playing with your regular crew all the time may in fact be holding you back. If, for example, you know that your buddy Billy always, always attacks on the cross court, as an example. Well, that's a piece of information that is really useful when you're playing against Billy, but may not be so useful when you're playing in other games, perhaps other games you care to win more often. Maybe with one other person, let's call her Julie. You know exactly when Julie's going to try to play that surprise lob off a dinking rally. Right when she gets pulled out wide on that backhand, for example, she always goes for the lob. Again, this is great if you're playing against Julie. Not so great if you're trying to improve your pickleball game overall. So while it is great to play with your friends, there is familiarity that comes with that. And that familiarity may be holding you back. So I think it's really important that we mix up the opponents that we play with, especially in a recreational setting. And I know sometimes that's easier said than done. But by mixing up your opponents, by playing with strangers, that is going to push you out of your comfort zone a little bit. It'll force you to become more alert to different game styles and to learn to be able to play against a whole wide range of players, not just the ones that you're quite comfortable with. Reason number two that your game might be stalled is that you're playing the same way all the time. Look, good pickleball players are kind of like chameleons. They can adapt to different settings. They can change the way that they approach a match. And against one kind of team, it might make sense to play a particular style against them. Maybe you want to draw out the points. Maybe you're more fit than they are, and so you want to have these longer points. You want to rely more on the soft game. Maybe they're really impatient, or relatively impatient, so you want to slow things down, right? Neutralize them a lot. And against those players, that game style might work really well. But there may be other teams that you play. There will be other teams you play where slowing things down isn't the best move, Instead, you should be speeding things up, taking away their time to react, sort of forcing the issue a little bit. But if when you play pickleball, you always rely on your preferred game style, you play the way that you want to play, you're creating a significant liability. You'll be poorly prepared when that style of play won't work for you. It's going to be likely that you find it hard to switch gears, or at least hard to switch gears effectively. So a good way around this is to deliberately choose to play different kinds of pickleball. So I like to do this if I'm coaching, working with my players. We say, hey, for the next game or the next five points or seven points or half hour, you can pick the the way you structure it. But for the next little while, you're going to wear a different kind of hat. For example, you're going to wear the hat of the bangers for the next 10 minutes. So that doesn't mean every single ball you hit, you've got to hit hard. I mean, bangers still hit it slowly now and then. But for the most part, you are going to be that person who does speed things up. Who is more aggressive, whether that's serving or returning, hitting third shot drives instead of drops, even in a dinking situation, maybe trying to speed it up. And by doing this, you're preparing yourselves to play different kinds of pickleball, 
right? To wear a different kind of hat. And I'm not saying you have to play this game forevermore, but it's good to, to experiment, to try to play those different ways. So when you do this, maybe another example, uh, let's say, hey, you're going to be the really patient team. I know your normal game style or against these particular players, you might um, try to speed things up and that'll win you the points. But you know what? We want to make sure that you're good at slowing things down, drawing things out. So for the next two games, you're going to be the really patient team. Okay. You can also experiment with throwing in maybe movement patterns that you wouldn't normally use, right? The occasional shake and bake or maybe some aggressive poaching. Um, and look, even if you wind up losing some of your rec games, there is a significant benefit that's going to come from being this more versatile player, or at least being more comfortable doing it. From being a player who can mix things up as they need. But yeah, it's going to take work to be more flexible. This podcast is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. If you teach pickleball or want to get started, PCI now offers pickleball instructor certification. And since level one is 100% online, it's perfect to do when you want and where you want. You don't have to travel anywhere to do it. PCI instructor certification is thorough, practical, and systematic. I should know. I built it. It'll help you to become a better coach. And when you become a member of PCI, you get access to more than 70 high-impact videos, audio, sample lesson plans, insurance, and more. Check out all the details at PCIPickleball.com. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. Today we are talking about five things that might be holding you back, reasons why your pickleball game may have stalled. First one we identified is that you might be playing with the same players all the time, getting a little too comfortable with them. Second was that you might be playing with the same game style all the time, being unwilling to, like a chameleon, uh, you know, take on a different approach depending on the setting. Number three is that you haven't identified your weaknesses. And look, nobody likes to think about the things that they're not very good at. But if you want to be an effective pickleball player, if you want to be an improving pickleball player, it is important that you take a hard look in the mirror. Here's a useful exercise, I think, is ask yourself this question. Hey, if you were coaching someone who was about to play against you, either individually or you as a team, if you were coaching someone who was about to play against you, what kind of advice would you give them? What would be the scouting report? How would you suggest they approach playing you and your partner? or you in a single situation, right? Should they make you move more? Should they aim for your backhand? Should they speed things up? Should they slow them down? Should they test out lobs? Should they exploit the middle? Should they hit hard at your body? What, it, what are the things that you would tell other people to do if they really wanted to beat you in a competitive setting? Now, this can be kind of difficult to confront because you are talking about things that you're not as good at. But I do think that an honest conversation with yourself I mean, you could even have it with a doubles partner, I guess. But an honest conversation about this will point you in the right direction for what you should be working on. Because whatever those liabilities are, right, hey, make her move. Hey, hit that drive right down the middle. Hey, look for a shake and bake, whatever it might be. If you have that honest conversation, it'll point you towards the things you should be working on. After all, you're not going to know what you need to work on if you're not really clear about your limitations. The fourth reason that your game might be stalling is that you are scared to look bad, or at least scared to look silly. Look, everyone loves to look like a pickleball hero, whether it's hitting an amazing ATP, putting away high volleys, having great resets, using spin on that return of serve that's challenging your opponents, whatever it is. We all like to look good. 
and hit those hero shots. But if our desire to look good supersedes our desire to improve, that may be a problem. There's a cost of caring about looking good. And that cost is that it may prevent us from taking risks, from experimenting, from trying new things. So whether it's using your weaker shots or playing around with different movement patterns, maybe even challenging a new opponent that you haven't played before. Many players let their ego prevent them from taking on these new challenges. So if you want to improve your pickleball game, you've got to be at least a little bit okay with this idea that you might look bad for a bit. That when you're trying these new things or playing these new people or experimenting, that you may make mistakes. You will make mistakes. And someone may go out and they may look at you and say, hey, oh, she's not as good as I thought she was. Oh, I thought he was better than that. But if you can accept, I mean, even better if you can embrace it, but if at a minimum you can accept the idea that learning comes at a cost, and that cost initially is that you might not look so hot. But if you can get to that point, you've really set the conditions to improve. Hey there, it's Mark. Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Selkirk TV. Selkirk TV gives you a front row seat to live pickleball matches, past championships, on-demand skills training, including my pretty great show called Pickleball Today, as well as behind-the-scenes insights and so much more. Available in the App Store and on Google Play, Selkirk TV is the perfect app for any pickleball fan. Download the app today for free and get started watching pickleball's very best online content. Selkirk TV. The final reason your pickleball game may have stalled is that you don't practice, or at least you don't practice well. And look, usually this is at the top of anyone's list of things that are holding you back. All you do is go out and play games, right? But it's worth repeating. If you don't spend time deliberately working on your game, it's hard to expect you're going to get much better. Sure, you'll improve a little bit just by putting in hours on the court, hitting balls, like playing that games, yes. But if you were just casually hitting those balls, or if you're just only playing rec games... You're spending a lot of time not improving, right? Think about a regular pickleball game, how often you're not touching the ball, either because it's going to your opponents or because it's going to your partner or because you're picking up the ball or you're arguing about the score. There's a lot of time that an hour spent playing pickleball is different than an hour spent training. So just the the sheer volume that you're going to get, the number of reps, is going to be so much greater in a practice setting. And if you can take that practice setting and also making it meaningful, right? So what I mean by that is it's focused. You know exactly what you're working on and why. There's a clear intention. You can even incorporate activities that create pressure, right? If you don't perform a certain task, there's some sort of penalty. Or there's an incentive if you do perform some kind of task. Because that's what's going to happen in a real competitive match, right? There's going to be a there's going to be something attached to that outcome. There's going to be a consequence. And so if you can start to practice in a meaningful way where you build in those consequences or those incentives, that's going to reflect real pickleball much better than a rec game would. All right, that music tells us that this is near the end of the show. Look, not everyone is motivated to improve their pickleball skills. For lots of people, the pleasure of exercising or socializing, getting outside of your house, that is sufficient and that is fine. You don't have to improve. You don't have to care about improving. That's fine too. But if you are someone who wants to get better, consider the things we talked about today. Let's do a quick recap. Number one, you are playing with the same people all the time. Get some variety, find some new opponents, get used to something a little bit different. Number two, you're playing the same way all the time. 
Look, it's okay to have a preferred game style, but if you want to be a good player, if you want to be an improving player, you have to be like a chameleon, be able to change things up depending on the setting. Number three, you haven't identified your weaknesses. What are you not so good at? What are your liabilities? If you were coaching someone who was about to play you, what would you tell them to do? Have that honest conversation. Number four, something might be holding you back is that you're scared to look bad. Remember, anytime that we're improving or learning, there's usually an initial drop in performance, right? Because these things are new, you haven't mastered them yet. Get over that idea that you should always look good and that will help you to improve. And finally, you might not be improving if you're not practicing in a meaningful way. So get out on that court, be deliberate, be intentional, have a clear plan, put yourself under pressure, and you will see results. This episode of Pickleball Problems was brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. If you're a pickleball instructor or want to become one, check out PCIPickleball.com. They've got amazing resources. We also do a certification and it's all online, so it's very convenient. Thanks, of course, to our good friends at Selkirk Sport for making this possible. And until next time, I'm Mark Renison. Thanks for listening.